0: In a world entrenched in darkness, desperately seeking hope and security, a coalition of nations invoke a highly classified program, commissioned by their ancestors generations ago, for such a time when all else has failed. They called for but one man to light the flame, to carry the torch, which is really a guitar, ready to blast the battle cry. Behold, the time has come for... Rock and Roll!
1: well welcome into the show my friends i hope you had a good weekend i really want to say that despite the very sad news and double punches to the gut really that we received regarding the um tragic deaths of eddie money first on friday and then we learned sunday night that Rico kasik of the cars died i mean that one really left me stunned you know you you almost don't want to look at social media you know you know, and then you and then you see something like uh, Tony Bennett trending, and then you think, oh my God! You know, they say they come in threes, and of course, they were talking about the Virginia basketball coach and a good story there. So you say, okay, thank God, it's not you know Tony Bennett, uh, who's what ninety three or in his 90s. But uh, anyway, um, yes, just you know, you you find out. Uh, Shane, the vinyl master, our friend here on the show, he uh, told me about Eddie Money. Uh, he texted me, and I was in a meeting, and, and he actually then told me in person, and you know the eddie money death was you know obviously it's it's tremendously sad you know we knew that he had cancer stage four uh cancer um uh, related to the esophagus but um also had complications relating to a heart procedure too and when i heard that last part of the the heart um surgery the heart valve complications i, I said oh boy okay you know in line with everything else going on the cancer part of it it was like okay you know and he's a bit up there in age, of course. You know, um, you you start to think, all right, what does this really mean right now? You know, of course, but um, but I still didn't expect it to happen so quick. You know, and even with with cancer, you know, you you know there's um, stage four, especially. You know that there's. Uh, I mean, that's very very severe, and yes, doesn't look good. You always hold out hope, and you never know. I mean, you you never really no um you know jimmy carter at his age uh, had cancer in the brain and and you know is thankfully still with us you know um went through some successful procedures so you you just don't know even though sometimes you feel like maybe you know but you don't want to acknowledge that does that make sense so um yes it was there's always that thought in the back of your mind okay This is all of those factors with Eddie Money. It's, you know, this, this, we might be having, God forbid, an announcement at some point, but, um, we hold out hope, okay? And still, when it happened, it was still a total shock. With Rick Ocasek, it was out of the blue, you know? Both of these guys, it was out of the blue, obviously, to an extent, but especially with Rick Ocasek, um, no real, uh, you know, indication of any illness that cause we, there was a report that said it appears to be natural causes, but this is all very early. Of course. Um, All I can say is this look. um, And, and I think this show is going to be more of it's a tribute show, but it's also me sort of processing this at the same time, you know, so there's nothing that we can say here that hasn't been said anywhere else. You know, obviously we're paying tribute, obviously any money, tremendous talent, Great songs, songs that we grew up with, um, y- you know, uh, Rick Ocasek and the Cars, the same thing, you know, great tunes, great sound, both of them 70s into the, the early 80s, you know, the the sort of, you know, new wave to pop sound and, and, and just uh, radio friendly. And and those songs that you know, those songs that, that are not even just big rock songs on rock stations, but they would call it light fm i don't know what they still call it that now um i call it office friendly radio where you would have like an anita baker and then maybe a bruno mars and then you know very diverse or they might say you know the hits of the 70s 80s and 90s or a- a- and today you know yeah, i think in philly we have a station like that the ben fms you know so maybe a little bit of michael jackson a little bit of prince some journey you know in there and then you know yeah take me home tonight of course eddie money and ronnie Spector. you know you're going to get um something like that you're going to get um maybe drive by the cars i've heard that a bunch of times on the radio or magic which is a great song magic was one of those songs that i think um it was always a big single but it started it started to i started hearing that on the radio a little bit more later on you know what i mean um it was always you might think or it it certainly dry really the 70s songs it was um you know um let the Good Times Roll, um, you know, everything. So many, so many of those hits from the first record. I think that first record really had, um, I mean, it had hits all over it. You know, everybody remembers that first one, if they were alive when it came out. Those songs, I think, are the ones that got a lot more play. Um... On rock stations, you know, but some of the '80s stuff, you know, maybe more of the '80s stuff. Now that I think about it, um, from Eddie Money, and then more of the '70s stuff from the Cars, you know. And, and Rick Ocasek had some solo hits too, um, but uh, we'll get into all of this, uh, you know. Of course, Rick Ocasek was found uh, dead in a home in uh, New York. The New York Times put together a story here: Rick Ocasek, the songwriter, rhythm guitarist, and lead singer of the Cars, was found dead. On Sunday afternoon at his townhouse in Manhattan, the New York Police Department confirmed the death but did not give a cause. Sources have differed on Mr. O'Casick's age. Some said he was 70, and a few public records and previous articles about him suggest that he was 75. I saw 75 on Twitter, like on the main. It was um, NBC4 New York, I think, had the first article on this. And I thought, wow, I did not know he was 75 years old. I mean, I knew he was up, you know, I would figure at least late 60s, if not 70s, but I, if not 70 on the dot, but I did not think, you know, 75. Uh, From 1978 to 1988, Mr. Rokasik and the Cars merged a vision of romance, danger, and nocturnal intrigue and concision of new wave music with the sonic depth and ingenuity of radio-friendly rock. The Cars managed to please both punk rock fans um, and a fair, broader pop audience, far broader pop audience, reaching into rock history while devising fresh uh, lush extensions of it it's great when these um you know some of these you know maybe highbrow new york times kind of writers can elevate and, and use some great lofty language which is all very appropriate to uh to honor you know folks in rock and roll too the cars grew out of a friendship forged forged in the late 60s in ohio uh between mr okasic and Benjamin Orr, who died in 2000, of course, he also, well, he had cancer and uh, he died. There, there was an interview I saw, we might have talked about this on the program, an interview where Benjamin Orr looked, it was the last interview he ever gave um, and he was with the band and he, he just looked so frail and it was, you know, it was a heartbreaking thing. You know, my dad passed away uh, from cancer and it was the same thing. I saw a different kind of cancer, but I saw how he was. Thinning away, and it just—it's such a hard, hard thing to look at. So that was a very difficult interview to watch, um, especially Ben Orr, this this handsome, chiseled guy in the you know 70s and 80s, you know, and and uh, you know to see what cancer can do to a person, you know, to anybody is just absolutely horrendous. So he died in 2000. Uh, they worked together in multiple bands before moving to Boston and forming the Cars in the late 70s um with uh you know a bunch of the other guys in the band of course david robinson um you know, uh, Greg and uh, Elliot. you know, all of those guys. It was the beginning of the punk era But the Cars made their first albums with Queens producer uh, Roy Thomas Baker creating songs that were terse and moody but impeccably polished in the Cars. Mr. Ocasek's lead vocals mixed a gawky, yelping, deadpan with hints of suppressed emotion while his songs drew hooks from basic three-chord rockabilly and punk uh, from surf rock, Uh, from emerging synth pop, from Echoes of the Beatles and Glam Rock, and from hints of the 70s art art rock avant-garde. The five albums The Cars released from 1978 to 1984 each sold a million copies in the United States alone uh, with uh, ubiquitous radio singles like Just What I Needed in 1978, Shake It Up uh, in 1981, you might think in 1984, Uh, and Drive uh, in 1984. So yes, uh, you might think and Drive both in 84, uh, although Mr. Ocasek wrote them uh, Just What I Needed, and Drive had uh, the lead vocals uh, by Mr. Orr, which is true. Um, So, yes... um, There was a report I saw that, as we said, uh, indicated that uh, Rick Kasich's death. And a a lot of times I would say Rick Kasich. I think a lot of people have said Rick Kasich over the years. Some people have even spelled Rick with uh, a K when it's R-I-C, but... um, uh, obviously, you know, Rico Ocasek, the proper pronunciation, um, same thing with Ace Frehley, freely, Frehley, you know, there's the, the, the Apacy Brothers, Apacy, a piece, you know, uh, anyway, you know, Vinny and Carmine, of course, which they actually pronounce it differently commercially, which is a whole different thing, you know, we'll get into at a different time, uh, bumping into things, uh, bumping into things in the studio, my apologies there, natural sound not intended, <laughs> um, I talk with my hands, that's what happens, uh, so anyway, yes, um, you know, we were very close to interviewing Rico Cassick. You know, I don't know if I told this story. You know, the Wentworth Galleries is is where all of these artists do. Um, what, what I found, okay. So backstory: I was in the mall, the King of Prussia Mall. They say the biggest mall on the East Coast. And I happened to this was a few years ago. I walked by the um, the Wentworth Galleries, um, you know, and you know, there's all this great art in their paintings and visual arts and acrylic and everything, and. I saw. Um, I think it was. It was the, the. There was an event for the drummer of Leonard Skinnerd, who we later interviewed to talk about his art. Um, and I, I went in there and I found. Yeah, they said. Yeah, we have different rock stars in there all the time. And I also knew around that time that Paul Stanley was a painter. And, you know, I said, Wow, this is really different. You know, these artists, you know, working that creative side of the brain in a different way for visual arts. Uh, and and we, I. I missed like the first time these guys were coming through, like Paul Stanley and Rick Allen. I, I missed these guys. We just did, couldn't because I figured you know we just couldn't get the uh, a, a production crew over. There was a lot going on, and we we were generally um, I think a lot of that stuff too. It was unclear what could be shown on you know on TV. Sometimes there's restrictions on what the the management will let us show, and and um, you know but they'll give us stock footage. But then about a year later. Um, we were able to... I mean, these guys were coming through left and right. We had Paul Stanley, uh, uh, who was supposed to come on the, the, the uh, morning show... Uh the station where I work was supposed to come in there was a flight issue he couldn't get in and then we got him in for an interview the next day in the evening uh, and we did a sit down with him which was great and we talked about art and everything else. We ran that interview on here. Same thing with Rick Allen. Rick Allen came to the, the morning program and, and talked on the air and, and, and that was fantastic and we did a separate sort of uh, interview with him after but it was so it's that type of thing okay they went every now and then these artists would come through we were um very close to as i remember it um we were trying to set up i was trying to set up something with rick okasic but it just scheduling wise i think it just we just couldn't get it to happen you know um which was unfortunate really you know but i i totally understood you know there's limited availability in time you know Um, everybody kind of has their own thing going on in addition to a bunch of these guys always have a bunch of things going on in addition uh, to the um, what do you call it the the artwork and everything else Um, and then with any money we reached out um, just I think three weeks ago you know we reached out I was looking at my email I we his cancer was already announced at the time we reached out uh, and said um you know we expressed our well wishes to eddie money and and you know said we you know wish him all the best and and just wanted to see and i wasn't even sure if he had the ability to to talk given the the area where his cancer was and on top of that you know what his medical state was you know but i thought if he was able to talk and maybe check in with fans maybe he'd give us a few minutes you never know and uh his agent um press person or publicist said you know Thank you for the well wishes um, and the support, but, you know, he's not able to, you know, he's not available at this time. And, and, you know, of course, you know, two, three weeks later, we get this news on Friday. Um, You know, according to TMZ, uh, Eddie Money, the 70s and 80s hitmaker known for Take Me Home Tonight and Baby Hold On has died. TMZ has confirmed the singer died Friday in Los Angeles. His family said, quote, The Money family regrets to announce that Eddie passed away peacefully early this morning. It is with heavy hearts that we say goodbye to our loving husband and father. We cannot imagine our world without him. We are grateful that he will live on forever through his music, which is really everything it comes down to, you know, with these guys. They live on through great music. Um, Eddie made, this is TMZ continuing here, Eddie made the stunning revelation about his diagnosis during the season two of his reality show, Real Money. As we reported, Eddie got the heartbreaking news late last year during a routine checkup with doctors. Uh, it didn't look good at that point. The cancer started uh, in Eddie's esophagus, but spread to other parts of his body. He, he'd been battling health scares for some time now. You'll recall he was forced to take a break from the road after a Uh, For other health issues, a minor heart valve procedure in May, and he also caught pneumonia. I I forgot about the pneumonia part. That's true. Uh, Caught pneumonia in July, but neither issue was related to the cancer. Um, Eddie, of course, born in Brooklyn, uh, came from a long line of family members who served in the NYPD. He himself was out of the force, um, was on the force for two years before ditching NYC in 1968 for California to fulfill his lifelong dream of becoming a rock star. Uh, Money worked the local clubs in Berkeley uh, before he was signed to Columbia Records in 1976. His self-titled debut album earned double platinum status. The album included some of his classic hits, including, of course, Two Tickets to Paradise. Uh, His career spanned more than four decades, and he sold over $28 Records. Uh, Eddie also made a guest appearance on the CBS sitcom King of Queens back in 2002. He is survived by his wife of more than 30 years, Lori, five children, um, Zachary, Jessica, Joseph, Julian, and Desmond. Uh, so, yeah, Eddie was 70 years old. Rest in peace. Uh, the article continues. So, yeah, it's just... Um, I think the other thing, too, is... is um, it's kind of... it's it's sobering when you know the ages of these guys. You know, again, some reports said that um, Rick Ocasek was 70, other reports 75. Um, Either way, you know, you start realizing, you know, these guys are are getting up there. And and, um, for some people, the 70s doesn't feel like that long ago, but it was, of course, you know, uh, at the latest point, 40 years ago, you know. So, and if you were 30 around that time or approaching 30, you can see, you know, the numbers certainly add up, you know, but... um, it just shows how, you know, life is short and, um, you know, it really makes us think about how we treat people. And it, it, hopefully it does. It makes us think about how we interact with the world, what our mark on the world is going to be. Not that any of us are going to have, you know, a uh, hit single, let alone platinum records and become, you know, uh, rock stars. Don't get me wrong, of course. But, you know, it, it, we all have our own little legacies or not not little, but our own maybe more personal legacies that we Impart upon people, and I think it's important that we think about that. You know, uh, I know this is not a rock and roll conversation. This is not the upbeat, jovial, you know, Dave, you you know, your, <laughs> your hard rock and host here. Um, but you know, it's it, it's just uh, there's been a lot of reflection, and there's been a lot of the other thing too is we've lost so many of these guys. Um, it, it's I don't I don't want to say in waves because I don't want to jinx anything, but you know, you you have to think uh, back to just two years ago when we lost Tom Petty. Uh, you, you gotta think, you have to think back to, uh, yeah, two years ago with Tom Petty, you have to think back to a, you know, a few years back with um, David Bowie and Prince and Lemmy, of course, uh, from Motorhead and all of these, you know, we just lost so many, you know, we've, we've been losing so many people and we're also seeing a lot of these great legends hit their 70s and and we celebrate them and you know of course you also have moments where you freak out too like Tony Bennett was trending online Tony Bennett was trending on Twitter and I said oh my god no 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 please no and then I realized it was a good story about the University of Virginia men's basketball coach donating uh, rejecting a raise and donating half a million dollars to a career advancement program and I think also directing some money to his assistants and I said okay that Tony Bennett that's great okay because you never know I mean you, you just you, you you see somebody trending and you just start freaking out and then you see people who tweet things with emojis or you know gifts that show people freaking out okay good so so-and-so, and so and says okay okay good this person's okay there's a tweet about Ozzy Osbourne you know, and it just said Ozzy Osbourne. And that, you know, and then you said, okay, good, Ozzy's okay, and, you know, that type of thing. So anyway, um, just, uh, you know, you, you, for me, you know, I've talked about this before, I was sort of the, the second generation of classic rock fans, I guess maybe third generation to come up, you know, Um, I remember a little bit of it in the 80s. My dad liked a lot of the big stuff, you know, like Eddie Money and, and, you know, those groups that are out there, Genesis and so many other great bands that were kind of adult friendly or adult rock, contemporary, you know, poppy. Um, but I, I really discovered it in the '90s, especially you know when some of those guys were still putting out new music, some of those bands were still together. In other cases, it was VH1 playing, you know, it was the pop, even before pop-up video, they were just playing videos that were okay about a decade old at that point, but which feels a lot longer ago than, say, something that came out in 2009 that's that's being played today. You know, I don't know. It's it's. I think music society just changed so much more in that, that time frame, you know, between, say, the mid-'80s and the mid-'90s, but you got to celebrate it, and some of these artists went out on reunion tours and um, that sort of thing, or just got back in the act, or maybe they were always working. Eddie Money would, would open up um, the, the summer concert series at DTE Energy Music Theater in Clarkston, Michigan. Um, uh, where everybody would, you know, Detroit area, basically. And and I, I'm ashamed I never got to see him live. You know, I saw a lot of shows there. I saw Sticks there. I saw uh, Peter Frampton there. But I'm ashamed that I never got to see any money live, you know. Um, and uh, some friends who work in Detroit news, uh, television news, have taken pictures with him over the years. He was always making the rounds, you know. Detroit was like his second home. A great tribute. Kid Rock did a great tribute of Shaken during one of his shows in Detroit. Uh Brian Adams uh did uh, Baby Hold On. Um he was singing Baby Hold On to me a couple days ago. Ario Speedwagon uh did um a, a great tribute as well. Uh, Kevin Cronin led the band in a, a a wonderful tribute to uh to Eddie Money. I suspect we'll see some uh uh tributes uh, to the cars or tributes to rick okasic as well maybe some uh you might think or let the good times i'm certainly I, I bet you we're going to hear let the good times roll i bet we will hear that that seems to be the most appropriate, I think. I think that seems to be the most appropriate. Anyway, um, just wanted to, we really wanted to see and we're gonna talk about this. This isn't the only day we're gonna talk about the cars in Rico Cassock. It's not the only day we're gonna talk about um all these guys, you know. Um, but I just wanted to get it in there. Obviously, you know, some not just mention it but have a great tribute and conversation, you know. Um, because, you know, I mean Take Me Home Tonight was Again, as I said, one of those songs you hear at the end of the night in college at the pub when you're hanging out with your friends. Um, we were talking about uh, talking with Desmond Child about those kind of songs too. Those songs that have that indelible mark. And I know we have part two of our interview, which we will still uh, have on this program, as we said we would. Um, but he was talking about how when he co-wrote "Living on a Prayer" in part one of our interview, he talked about how he was told that that was one of those songs they play at the end. Um, "Living on the Living on a Prayer," one of those songs they play at the end of the night, you know when they say you don't have to go home but you can't stay here and it was the same thing with take me home tonight at least at pt o'malley's in east lansing where i used to hang out with all of my friends and i think you know um that's true for a lot of places i mean that's just one it's just one of those songs or the outfield right The, the, the one hit by the outfield too so anyway um yes you know very sad announcement i will be processing this for the next couple of days we will be celebrating uh playing the music uh uh, not so much on here, but, uh, a whole lot on here, but, um, in the car, crank it up, my friends, it's time to crank it up. Uh, remember the, you might think video where, um, it's very creative where Rick Ocasek's he's a fly, he's driving a car. He's at one point he's uh, he's the face of a clock. I took a screenshot of the face of the clock and I said, tick tock time to rock time to turn it all up paying tribute to Rick Ocasek and the great uh eddie money as well um so thank you gents for all you did for us uh, with music for music uh with music and and for us with music we are truly grateful and uh rest in peace and let the good times roll uh you know with those two tickets to paradise up in the rock and roll skies above all right a quick word and then uh part two of our interview with desmond child Hello friends. Thank you so much for checking out this program. If you want to know more about this show or your host, you can check out davekinchen.com for all of the information. Also find us on social media, Dave Kinchin USA on Twitter, on Facebook, Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. And for the Dave Kinchin Tonight public affairs program, just search Dave Kinchin Tonight on Facebook. Oh yeah. Is it difficult to write for different genres or do you approach that differently? No, it's
0: genres to me, you know, I, I'm, I'm genre fluid.
1: Mm. (laughs) Mm, Yeah.
0: I, I, I don't think much about the music because I was taught by my mentor, Bob crew, who made all the songs with, um, Bob Gaudio for the four seasons. Um, and he, was my mentor when I was very young, and he said, it's all about the lyrics. It's all about the title. Because you don't shoot a movie without a script. Mm -hmm. Then when the movie's done, when the movie's done, when the movie's done, then even after the editing, then they put the music in. Mm -hmm. So he always saw lyrics to a song as the script, and then the music as the score. So, having a cinematic viewpoint, then you realize oh well that script better be good and that script better send you know send you on a journey on a cinematic journey yeah. so that's why I think that um, my songs were successful because of the mentoring I got from Bob crew
1: okay wow. Do, are there and I just had a few more questions if that's okay i I um, uh, wondering about um like when you, how close when, when it's done when the song is done and, and mastered and you hear that is it ever really close to what you hear in your head do you ever hear the final product in your head like how close do they match up from the start that you conceive it um or you know demo it to that that final you know when it's on the air
0: well a lot of times i'm not producing the song mm. i'm just a co-writer so i take the ride Okay. And most of the times, the songs kind of, you know, explain themselves, and everyone's usually creating the the, the appropriate background music for it. Mm. Uh, so I'm usually not disappointed. And so I think it's, it's one of those issues where, you know, you just put one foot in front of the other. If I'm producing the song, I just know the story I want to tell and I, I I know how dramatic or or whimsical or whatever the lyric is indicating once you line up the meaning of the song with the notes and how it's supposed to sound then you're you're that much stronger and so people will feel it deeper when it's right hmm.
1: Okay. This is so insightful. It just, it's amazing because I, you know, so many. I think so many fans were always curious about how it comes together and those many dynamics. Uh, do you? Are there times when lyrics are always important, but are there times where you feel like the melody might be the driving force? The melody might maybe be even more important than the lyric, or is that ever a tension kind of back and forth in the process? Well, I mean,
0: if you listen to "I Was Made for Loving You," the lyrics are quite simple. Mm-hmm. And you know, there, it's just, you know, a kind of Romeo and Juliet kind of idea. You know, I was made for you, you were made for me, all this and then it launches into the chorus. And it was the melody that um, brought it all together. You know, everyone can remember da 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 da. I mean, no matter what it said you 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 feel that you know it's a, it's a rise da 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 the the ascension See, that journey yeah. that okay. melodic journey lifts the spirits so uh, we could have said anything but it kind of all came together
1: okay that's awesome um are there uh any other we're talking about obviously the the uh, album Desmond Child live which comes out october 25th um no 25th Twenty fifth comes out Say it again. Sorry. sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Say it again. I'm sorry.
0: My album comes out October 25th on BMG Rights, and I'm so excited because it's it's time for me to tell my
1: story my way. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh I had one last question. Um, a project, you know, you were talking about I, I think a lot of times we don't get to hear you sing a whole lot, but there was one project that I found a few years ago. It was like and it was mind-blowing, a super group about, I think, 30 years ago now for the Shocker soundtrack, The Dudes of Wrath. Uh, right. How did that come about? Because you've got yourself, Paul Stanley, uh, Tommy Lee, I think, Michael Anthony. Is Guy Man Dude on there? I'm trying to, I'm just going back. I through. think like, Guy Man Dude was on there, too. <laughs> um, And, uh, like, um, I mean, all these people. Like, how did that, just tell, tell me the story from what you, what you remember about that.
0: Well, you know... It was one of those cases where I just called people up and I said, hey, you want to be in the super group for this song? And they all showed up <laughs> and we did it. So it was that simple. And, um, you know, everyone was, you know, very encouraging of me. And I, I, I felt it was really like they were really kind of, you know, saying, okay, let's help Desmond out.
1: Okay. That's fantastic. I was so curious. I heard that song one day, just found the soundtrack somewhere, and I said, this is really, really cool. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to add? I mean, this has been such a wonderful chat. I've learned so much. I'm so grateful for the time you've given us. Uh, Anything else you'd like to add that we uh, did not get a chance to cover?
0: Next year, um, my original group, Desmond Child and Rouge, will be re-releasing the remastered, albums that we made and it will be followed with new material that we've been working on for the last few years so we'll be dropping singles into the you know the kind of uh you know social media spotify pandora space and um also i'll be dropping singles in that um on my own new music and i just recorded one with alice cooper Okay, and so um, you know that'll probably be the first one, and I'm I'm going to lean, it, lean I'm going to lean on all the artists I work with to come okay. and sing with me, and and create some interesting combinations of styles. That's my whole thing. I want to have like urban music with rock, and yeah. you know jumping back and forth in all different genres because I'm genre fluid.
1: I think that's so cool, especially because, you know, that's, that's where a lot of music's going now, I think, especially, I mean, today there's, you know, pop artists, I, I guess some people kind of hate that term, pop artists, but it's, but it's all blending, and there's a little bit of rock, there's R&B, like, it's kind of all coming together.
0: I think that's really wonderful. I mean, there are, you know, artists that are really purists, like Joan Jett, who I've worked with, uh, we, we did, uh, I Hate Myself for Loving You, and uh, she's a purist. But then there are other artists that, that like experimenting. And I just think that the new artists that come along, having so much music accessible to them, they're borrowing little bits and pieces from all this diverse field that they're drawing from. And I don't think it'll it'll ever go back to just being like pure one way, you know, because it's more interesting to put some Latin beats and then some rock guitars and then some kind of, you know, Arab, you know, flutes or something, you know, it's just, it's, it, the, the palette is so varied and, and wide. It's exciting to hear what young people are going to start doing with their music.
1: That's really cool. So true. Desmond Chow, thank you so much for taking the time. It is an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, David. Many thanks to Desmond Child for the interview and the insight. Also, we say yet again, rest in peace, Eddie Money. Rest in peace, Rick Okasik of The Cars. We will continue to celebrate you and your great contributions to music, both of you, this week as we talk about more of our stories, as tributes pour in, great rock stars, are your colleagues, as they pay tribute through song and, and uh, so much more online. We will post that on our Facebook page, Rock of Nations with Dave Kinch and on Twitter, of course, at Dave Kinchen USA. The conversation will keep going. The music will be there forever. And for that, we thank you.